what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. If you were anything like me, you loved to write stories when you were a kid. And then somewhere along the way, probably in school, that shifted. Do you have any memories like this? In today's episode, I'm going to talk about what it might be like to write like a kid again in your very adult writing world. I am so excited you are here for another episode of The Written Compass. Let's get started. When you were a kid, did you ever write stories? I have this wonderful memory of being in my fourth grade teacher's English class. I believe her name was Miss Perkins. And we were asked to write some kind of superhero story. And I came up with this ice cream superhero story. And the reason I'm sharing this today is I want us to feel into and think about what it might be like to tap back into your kid version of you and write like a kid. I'm going to talk to you about what I see kids doing. I'm going to share an article uh, or a blog actually where this was inspired. This episode was inspired, but I want you to tap into childlike version of you and see what shows up and how this might support you in your writing today and in the future. So first I'm actually going to start. I have, yes, I have this superhero story that I wrote and I'm going to be a little vulnerable and share it. It's just this quick little one pager. um, And this is from way back in 1988. You are welcome. Okay. Ice cream to the rescue is the title. Ah, screamed Rocky Roo in distress. I'm being kidnapped by scooped Sherbert. No need to scream. There's no one around. Don't be so sure. Whoosh. Super malt to the rescue. Bam. Pow. Yay. Super malt. You're my hero. Friday, 4.30 p.m., a slight scream was heard. Sugar Sunday was being murdered by Vanilla Villain. The spoon was pointed directly at Sugar Sunday. Then out of the sky came dun da da dun Super Malt. Bam. Ouch. Pow. Super Malt. You're my hero. Monday, 12 noon. Rich Ripple yells, Robber! While Jewel Cream is stealing the golden diamond. Then the door flies open. Super Malt to the rescue. Bam. Pow. Oh, Rich Ripple faints. Super Malt leaves in a hurry. Wednesday, 8 p.m., Banana Supreme is sitting in the sun, beginning to melt, when dun-dun-dun-dun comes Super Malt to the rescue. Super Malt went down in history those days and is still stopping every crime occurring each day. Then one day, he melted himself to death. He now is stored in a cup in Governor Chaco's office. Everyone misses Super Malt, but now we have a new hero, the Great Mint. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me and letting me read that to you. Isn't it fun when we read to each other sometimes? Um, I miss that. I used to read. uh, Well, of course, I read to my kids and I still do. But in my classes of big children, big, big children like college and older, I would still read to them because it's something, again, like this episode is focused on. It's something from our childhood that we just just falls away. (laughs) And so um, thank you for letting me read that. Obviously, There were lots of interesting things in that story. And I'm I'm not a big fiction writer at all right now. I envy the people who can come up with characters and stories, lines and plots and all of that good stuff. But I want today, I share that story because I really want to talk about, you know, like what happened to that little kid version of our writing? What happened to the spark that maybe you used to allow yourself, you know, to come up with these most creative ideas? But here's the thing, like when we're kids, we don't typically know all the quote rules yet. We've often not had that 
inner, you know, we've just had that inner imagination and curiosity and just this desire to explore and it hasn't been squelched yet. And I'm going to lovingly call us out as educators that often happens in education. And so in this episode, I want to focus how like we can stay connected to that younger writer version of ourselves. And this was inspired, like I said, by this blog article that I want to share with you. Um, it was written by Dr. Jessica Circa Rubin, and she is a professor um, of literacy and English ed- education, if I understand, in New Zealand. And she wrote this blog called Sitting Alongside a Young Writer to Mend a Once Joyful Relationship with Writing. And in it, she talks all about her son and kind of parallels a little bit of her experience as a doc student and her son's journey um, as a young writer. And she talked about how like he delighted in his writing and it came in all shapes and forms and he would draw stories and he would write cards and booklets and just imagination run wild, kind of like my ice cream superhero story, just all over the place and fun and exciting. And then, um, unfortunately, during the pandemic, when a lot of schools, you know, shut down and they had to shift, his school assignments started to shift as well and get a little different. And it actually, his view of writing went from just sort of this joyous, spontaneous act to a series of tasks to be completed is what she called it. And this pressure to like perform well. So I want to advocate for what I see kids doing in their writing when they're in this initial joyous state and just discovering. And I'm curious how we might be more like them in our, quote, adult writing. So here's what I see kids doing. They let their imagination run wild. Like they really let whatever potential character, scenario, characteristics, think about my ice cream superhero story, right? Like everything, they just let it fly. And they don't really worry if it's like super realistic at all, right? And the people that I work with, they're almost strictly nonfiction writers. So they're writing about things that they've experienced in their life, in the personal growth and kind of business strategy world. They're writing about the ways that they work with clients and some of the strategies that they use in that. Um, and so they're they're in nonfiction. And, and I always get curious and we try to tap into this, you know, what would it be like as we are working on that personal growth book or that business approach book when we're sharing those core messages and themes from life and business and whatnot, if we let our imagination run wild, especially when we're drafting, right? This is the like, get it out, whatever it is. And what if we just approached it like a kid and you didn't worry about whether something was super realistic or possible and you just, you just flew, right? Like you just let it go. You simply let the words come as they needed to. I think this can be something that is really powerful, especially in the drafting phase when so many of us start to censor ourselves too early. So that's one thing that I see kids doing is just really letting their imagination run wild. And I want to invite you to think about how you might do that no matter what you're writing, nonfiction, fiction, whatever. The other thing that I see kids doing is really throwing caution to the order of ideas. They are not worried if the reader can follow them from point A to point B. My little fifth grade, fourth grade superhero story is an example. There were clearly some jumps. How did we go from, you know, super malt saving the day to suddenly killing himself? (laughs) Right? I didn't care. Right? 
they kids just trust that the excitement and the energy in their imagination that, that they're bringing to their writing is enough to keep the reader going. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that organization and order does not matter. Of course, we want people to understand what we are writing. But when it comes to your process and simply getting started or getting the words down, what if you threw caution to the organization, right? Like just threw caution to the wind and did not worry about it. What if you trusted that as long as I'm getting my words down at some point, the order that these ideas need to go will emerge in your writing, Now, hear me, you're going to hear plenty of people say, absolutely not. If you don't have an outline, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and wasting your time. Let me take a breath. That may be true. That may be true for many of the people listening to this. And there is something really interesting that happens when we allow ourselves to really focus on the words that want to, as they want to emerge and how they want to emerge. I see a lot more deeper writing and richer experiences happening when people worry less about whether the ideas are in the right order, when you write them, like the first time you're writing them. And I think kids really mirror this and show this well. And I think we could learn something from that. The final thing that I see young writers doing, and that I remember doing myself is not giving two rips about the reader. (laughs) Not at all. Because they just assume that people are going to enjoy what they have to share, right? And we do. We love it when the kid brings up. I'm sure if I showed one of my parents or somebody that ice cream superhero story, I'm sure they were just thrilled and excited to read it. I know I've been so excited when my son, he'll do comics and whatnot. And sometimes I understand them. Sometimes I don't. But I'm so excited that he's sharing it with me. And he's just assuming that people are going to like it. You know, when was the last time you automatically assumed that someone was going to absolutely love what you shared with them? The next social media post, the next email, the next pages in your book. What if you just assume that your reader is going to love them no matter what? How does that make you feel? How would that shift the way you approach writing? I'm going to guess we don't do that very often, especially if you're busy. You're probably sitting there worrying and fretting more often than not about whether what you're going to say comes off accurately or whether you're going to upset someone or maybe you feel like you're going to be too woo or too practical and maybe just too much. You just feel like you're going to be too much and you feel like you've got to censor and rein yourself and check yourself constantly. And so I want you to feel into, you know, what I think might be happening is that often what's driving us to be careful and cautious is actually keeping us stuck. And what if we just assumed that our reader or our audience was going to love any and everything you had to share? Because those are your people, right? doesn't mean that everybody is, but the people who really need it and need to hear it, what if you just trusted that they were going to get it? And how much would that shift your writing, right? And how much would that shift the way you approach it? So how can you be a little more like a kid in your writing today, this week, this month, this next project? How can you let your imagination run wild like they do? How can you throw caution to worrying about the order of ideas? How can you ignore the reader, forget about the reader, or just assume that they're going to love it? 
I'm curious how you feel as you listen to this, what shows up. As always, I want to hear about it. And I'm so excited you were here today. And I'm going to look forward to maybe seeing some of your kid-like writing showing up soon. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shanahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.